Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Quartet Sana Podcast. Today, I'm Josh Shivanoff. He is the one and only Angel Ortega. It is a big week, ladies and gentlemen. Lots of UFC, lots of bells or fight announcements, but most importantly, we have a YouTuber fighting Ben Askren. However, before we get into that and more, I want to talk to you guys about Manscaped. Support for the Quartet Sana Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners, and that is 20% off plus free shipping with the code COURTSIDE20 at manscaped.com. Once again, folks, get 20% off and free shipping with the code COURTSIDE20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off of free shipping at manscaped.com and use code COURTSIDE20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Last Saturday morning, for some reason, from the UFC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, deja vu all over again, my friend. Marvin Vittori out-wrestling Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland making history for his second straight loss in 21 days. That is a record tied only with the one and only former middleweight champion of Michael Bisping, who did it back in 2017. Uh, unfortunate history to make there. However, it was not particularly surprising. Kevin Holland, I will say, he he did impress me at times. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of talking. Um, and he did, you know, he nearly uh, pulled off the upset at a couple of different points. Uh, particularly early, I thought he I thought he won r- the first round. And then he nearly knocked out uh, Vittori in the fifth round. He nearly got the Hail Mary comeback. Hit him with a straight right down the pipe that you could tell wobbled Vittori. Vittori ended up getting the takedown, though, and ended up riding out the round. Ended up securing the judges' scorecard victory, 50-44 on all, cor- all, on all cards. Excuse me. Didn't necessarily agree, but, you know, with the scorecards themselves, but I did agree with the result. Angel, man, were you at all surprised? And, what I mean, what were just general thoughts on Vittori picking up the win? I mean, I would, to Josh, I have never felt so confident. I could have bet my life savings, my house, my life, uh, someone else's life, and probably half of a country for Marvin Vittorio in this fight confidently <laughs> I there mean, was no surprise no surprise well listen in, in that case if hypothetically say you bet your house how 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 tight is your butthole in that fifth round my man I mean it was not at all he, dude I'm still confident I'm, you I'm, still I, thought he was gonna pull, I thought I thought it looked pretty bad I'm gonna be honest man for, I, I, thought, I mean for a second I was like you know I reacted but I was like nah, <laughs> we got it. we're fine we're fine yeah he did recover almost immediately I mean at that point as, as a Holland fan, man, that hurt. I, you guys got to remember, man, I gave this guy my fighter of the year last year. Yeah, what a um, mistake. No, I was kidding. I mean, no, I don't think so. I still think his, you know, he's still a good guy. And I think oh, yeah. the fact that he did not, that even stepped up to take this fight shows a lot about his character and uh, how he is a fighter and, and so on and so forth. Still, though, I was not even the least bit surprised. The, thing, the only thing I was surprised about is that he nearly got the finish in the fifth. That was the only thing I was surprised about um disappointing uh but i mean where do you think both of these guys go from here i mean for for vittori right now we're at a middleweight stand still obviously easy's coming off a loss we got a fight coming up that we're going to talk about that's happening on this saturday uh and then where do you think vittori kind of fits into the title picture as well as holland man i mean this is a second straight loss both in very similar fashion to top 10 guys so where does he move 
I mean, dude, if Whitaker pulls it out, you know, this upcoming Saturday night, I mean, I think, you know, without a doubt, you got to give it to Robert Whitaker. Uh, Kelvin Wentz, well, fuck. I, I don't even, I just fucked everything up. Uh, <laughs> I think Marvin Vittori should fight uh, Derek Brunson. They both mm-hmm. lost to Izzy. They're both kind of riding the same streak. They both beat Holland. Marvin Vittori did it more impressively. And I thought Kevin brought a better fight to to Marvin, even though, in, you know, they had fought, you know, Kevin had fought, you know, not too long ago. And pretty much kind of the same thing occurred, but it was different. It, it seemed like Kevin actually cared, like put more effort and care into this fight. I feel like that makes sense for the eliminator because they both lost to the guy. They both beat the same guy recently. They're both riding the same kind of streak. I think Marvin has maybe a couple better wins. I don't know. But I don't know. You, you can argue it, right? At this point, yeah. I, I have my opinions. I mean, Derek, you can, they're almost even, I'd say. I mean, they beat the same guy recently, and they're both coming off. You know, they're both on the same streak. I think it makes sense to match up those two guys. Whoever wins that, you got your second guy. And if you really want to fight again, then there's your guy to fight Paulo afterwards. Or either one of these guys could fight Paulo, and then they could get the title shot. Mm. Yeah, man. And as far as it goes, you're, you have to give it to Whitaker if he wins this Saturday night, which I mean, let's be honest, it's probably the most likely option. That being said, I mean, we'll, we'll get into the fight analysis in a couple of minutes. I don't want to I don't want to say anything before that. But yeah, man, that all picture is a little bit messed up. I was sitting here thinking about this fight uh, and obviously, obviously the fight happening this weekend as well. I'm um, just thinking, damn, man, is he's really going to be facing no matter who comes out of this whole situation right now? Is he's going to be fighting somebody in a rematch, whether that be Whitaker, Gaslam, Brunson, or Vittori? Um, and if I were to rank those four as far as having, you know, title shot implication, like who I would stat, like, like I'd have to go Whitaker one, Brunson two, Gaslam three, and then Vittori four. I, Vittori, I don't see him getting a title shot. I know he wanted one after this fight. Um, I don't think he gets it just because of how bad Kevin Holland has looking his last two to where it's kind of like, oh, I mean you're Holland's coming on short notice. There's a lot of different factors. Wasn't that impressive? So on and so forth in terms of getting to finish or being that entertaining, which we know Dana hates guys like that. Um, so we'll see what happens, man. In middleweight's very interesting right now. So, I mean, we'll see what happens moving on. As far as Holland, man, you got to give him somebody like lower ranked, at least now. I mean, there's only so many times we could watch this happen. Um, there's so many dudes at middleweight that aren't ranked that we could seem to have a lot of fun with. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, as far as the co-main man, I mean, we're talking about dudes passing the test. Arnold Allen, Sadiq Yusuf, clear win for Allen, man. Now bumped up to number eight in the rankings. 29-28 in all Georgia scorecards. Very impressive win. Uh, what do you think about him getting the dub in the co-main? That was impressive. Uh, you know, he came out and did it. I had I had picked him. I did have some doubts a little bit, but uh, ended up working out. So good for him. Mm-hmm. Prove the haters wrong because I think he had a lot of doubt. Even when he was, mm-hmm. there was a good amount of fa- people who were favoring him. There was always like there was some self, there was not self doubt, but there was doubt from people, the me- some media and some public people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. As far as that goes, I, I was not particularly that surprised, but I was impressed with the way he did it. Um, I, I, it was twenty nine twenty eight, but I don't think that really shows how much of a beating uh, Alan put on him at times. Um, I've never been particularly high on Sadiq Yusuf. I mean, I I mean, he obviously was 11-1 before this, but I did think he lost to Andre Feely. So um, now he's back to 11-2. He'll be back, but damn, dude, 
huge props to Arnold Allen. I mean, really high on this kid for a long time. It's good to see him get that win and get that shine uh, in the co-main of a big ABC card. As far as the rest of the card, man, I mean, there's a lot of fights to talk about here. Which ones do you want to highlight? Dude, we got a heartbreaking man. The York DeCastro loss. I mean, you knew someone was getting knocked out. Uh, how do you even pronounce this man's name, Josh? Uh, you want me to go for it? Yes, yes. Uh, Yaris Dano, I think. Yes. So okay. after what? Five years? Four years away? Five years off, my man. He, he came back. Uh, he What a banger, right? But the guy's 37. I really don't know where what direction his career takes from here. He is 7-1. and one. Josh, I'm surprised we didn't talk about this at the time. I'll be honest with you, man. I really... <laughs> I forgot he ever fought the UFC, so it wasn't necessarily a big deal for me. Like, I literally, looking at his name, like, on the Wikipedia page when we were going to talk about the fights, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's some UFC newcomer or something. Like, like his only his only fights were a loss to Daniel Oyunchuk, um, who I don't even think is in the UFC anymore. Um, God, I haven't I, heard that name in forever. Right? He, he's, he's been gone for quite a while. And then a draw with Christian Colombo. Um also, no longer the UFC. So that just kind of goes to show, man. I mean, this dude's not been around for a while. Never in a million years would have expected him to get, like, a highlight real knockout over Jorgen DeCastro. Who, Jorgen, he's been having a rough streak, like a rough uh, streak here lately. Dude's a gamer, though. I mean, at one point he was 6-0 and with five knockouts before, you know, having the Greg Hardy fight and the Felipe fight. Um, so, I mean, you know, stuff happens. He comes out to get bang, bro. <laughs> he either gets a highlight or is the highlight. Yeah, so I hope he's not gone after this one because I'm a big I'm a big Jorgen guy. His I like him great. too. Yeah, I really do think they're gonna cut him though, not too long from now. Yeah, probably. Yeah, no, it's heartbreaking. But speaking of heartbreak, dude, your boy, uh, Platinum Mike Perry coming up short in the uh, main card opener. That was tough to watch at times. It was. Uh, D Rod cool. put a beating on him. He did. Good for D Rod though, right? Yeah, D-Rod's one. He, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Uh, I'm happy to see him have success, but damn, that, that sucked, man. Um, <laughs> he thought, he was, has one more fight on his contract. He talked about it and how he has to buckle down. So we'll, we'll see what happens in his next fight and if the UFC decides to extend his contract or not. Yeah, and here's the thing. For all people talk about Mike Perry, man, he's – for all of the negative things people will say about Mike Perry, let me go ahead and say that. For all of the negative things – at one point, and he even said this, I think, in his Instagram post, at one point, he was great. You know what I mean? He was he was destined for greatness. He was coming into UFC with not necessarily a lot of hype, but he knocked out two dudes in a row. He had a banger of a fight with Alan Joban. Uh, at one point, he was like 4-1, and one, only lost to Joban, and Joban's a motherfucker as well, you know? I mean, and he was getting put in co-mains all the, all the time against Ponzinibbio and Cerrone, so on and so forth. He was destined for greatness, and now he's just... You know, one win in his last five fights, and the one guy he beat was Mickey Gall. You know, so um, it, it's a tough streak, to say the least. Mm-hmm. He's, like, going he's going backwards in terms of MMA, like, in terms of just his skills, man. Like, I'm not saying he would even – I'm not saying he 100% would have beaten a guy like D-Rod, like, a couple of years ago, but I think it would have been at least competitive. He would have put it on him. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, but as far as people getting put on him, dude, Julian Marquez picking up a nice win. Uh, it, it really sucked to see fan of the, fan of the podcast, friend of the podcast, uh, Sam Alva go out like that. That's probably the end of his UFC career, uh, which does suck because he's always been, you know, a fan favorite guy. Step up on short notice, fight multiple weight classes. He's he's that dude. But dude, shout out KCMO is Julian Marquez and uh, calling out the Kansas City Chiefs following the victory. Um, he's he's always getting viral for those moments lately. I mean, he did fumble fumble the ball a lot 
uh, with Miley Cyrus, that whole thing. But, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with the Chiefs thing now. But And then, obviously, the only other – I see the, the main, other main fight of note, Mackenzie Dern picking up a nice win over Nina Nunes. And now she is into the top five of women's strawy, dude. Happy to see Mackenzie Dern come back. And just ever since having her child, she's come back with like a renewed focus. And she just looked dominant, man. Never yeah, fight her, man. So yeah, man. But as as far as that goes, it's awesome to see. But Angel, there was there was more MMA last week. Um, now I will go ahead and preface uh, the fights we're about to talk about. As far as the main co-main, we talked shit on the on the UFC's main event. Uh, Bellator was not much better. Regardless, though, Ryan Bader, Leona Machida going to a decision. Bader picking up a dominant win in the rematch against Machida. Machida having some success success early. Um, really just keeping his distance. Bader said that I was pretty much on purpose and that I just trying to, you know, get a read on Machida, trying to get inside, find his range. Eventually he did, and he just beat the shit out of 42-year-old Lyoto Machida for the last four rounds. Uh, what do you think about Bader's win and moving on to the light heavyweight Grand Prix? I mean, it was a good win, man. He did what he had to do. Exactly, like, what he did was the exact image of what I thought was going to happen uh, to the T. Uh Dude, but Machida got fucking brutalized, man. He really did. Um, it was fucking heartbreaking. It was a little sad to watch. Especially after that first round, too. Because um, oh, yeah. he looked pretty damn good in that first round. I know, I know Bader said that he's been just being cautious. Um, but I really thought after that first round, and Bader didn't, he didn't really even, I'd say the first half of round two was also Machida's. I was like, oh, damn, is Machida going to get to pull an off an upset here? I mean, I thought Machida should have won his last two fights. Let me go ahead and say that as well. I mean, Machida's still game. Uh, but nah, man, this is just all Bader down the stretch, picking up the win. And now we go ahead and wait to see what's going to happen. His side of the bracket, uh, he's going to be facing the winner of Corey Anderson and Dovislan Yagarashirov, uh, which is happening later tonight. So that's going to be awesome. As far as the co-main man, uh, I was kind of high for this one. Not a whole lot of action. Liz Carmouche picking up a win over Dessa Porto. Uh, I mean, what do you think, man? Nothing really happened. So I mean, uh, <laughs> no, not, not very fun, sadly. Yeah, I mean, not a whole lot to say. Uh, but Liz Carmouche, I assume she's in line for a title shot next. Um, so we'll see, man. I mean, that's it's, it's interesting, at least. Uh, but as far as the rest of the Bellator Carbon, man, is there anything else we want to highlight? The, the more highlights of disappointment out of anything, I'll put it like that. <laughs> I mean, the one good thing to have Mackenzie got a win, but it was over someone she was, should be, you know? Mm-hmm. So, not too much exciting there. Yeah, for sure, man. It was it was kind of disappointing to put it to put it uh, put it the least. I I've, I said like I said last week, uh, I was very very excited for this card, even more than Belcher's first debut card. I apologize, I was wrong. Uh, this card was not that great. Um, obviously, Kat Zingano did pick up a win. And I am kind of intrigued by a Kat Zingano Chris Cyborg fight, um, and I assume that's that's going to be next. Uh, it has to be. Uh, I mean, unless God forbid Leslie Smith pulls off an upset, which case then we'd have a trilogy. But let's be honest, dude, that's not going to happen. Um, I mean, I love Leslie Smith. I I, I really want to see that fight compete, be competitive. I just don't know if it will. Uh, but that being said, man, I I like to see Kat Zingano Chris Cyborg next. I do think Kat Zingano Prime Zingano is one of the most interesting stylistic matchups for Cyborg. Obviously, we only saw Cyborg really lose once in her prime, and that was to Nunez. Zingano was a grappling machine, competent on the feet, and one of the great, I'd say the GOAT women's MMA chin. Um, really, only, what, she was TKO'd once. It was via a head kick, which, like, 
Megan Anderson's like toe got into her eye. That was something ridiculous like that. Uh, and she took a beating from Nunez. Still the last person to beat Amanda Nunez. I'm excited to see that fight happen when it goes down. Uh, but outside of that, that's the only positive thing I could say. Adam Borch, Jeremy Kennedy was a fun fight. Um, and then, but Dan Murray, uh, Gucci Yamaguchi, man. That was so heartbreaking. That was a straight up robbery. Sometimes, sometimes, robbery. yeah, we in MMA use the word robbery too much. That was a straight up robbery. That was not even, even remotely close for, for me. I, I thought that was a really clear win for Gochi Yamaguchi. Um, but yeah, man, it is what it is. As far as, um, fights going on this week, though, we see, we got to keep it rolling, boys. Uh, I'm really excited for this UFC main event. Whitaker, Gaslam. Obviously, Rob Whitaker, Kelvin Gaslam. Uh, the third time they've been booked. They were scheduled two times before, obviously, coming off of the Ultimate Fighter season. One of the last Ultimate Fighter seasons they did. And this is back whenever Whitaker was champion. He was going to go ahead and put the belt in line against Gaslam. Obviously, we know the story. Whitaker pulls out on fight day. Gaslam ends up fighting Adesanya two months later. Has one of the greatest fights of all time. Here we are years later. Whitaker lost his belt to Adesanya in the title unification bout. Uh, recovered since then, getting two amazing wins over top five guys for some reason. Still needs another one. Uh, <laughs> and he's fighting Kelvin Gaslam, who is still in the top five. Actually, he's actually ranked number eight, excuse me. Uh, did lose three in a row um, following the gas, following the Whitaker pullout. However, he did pick up a win over Ian Heinish back earlier this year. So, my man, very interesting fight. Who do you find gotten uh, this fight going down Saturday night? Oh, dude, I'm picking the Reaper on this one. Robert Whitaker, a.k.a. Bobby Knuckles, dude. There's no doubt in my heart. No doubt in your heart. Absolutely not. Fair enough, my man. Fair enough. I, I really I really want to see Whitaker pull this out, man. I, I thought in his – I don't want to say Gaslam's pra- past his prime, uh, but I do wonder if that Adesanya fight took some miles off of him, man, because he – Obviously, he had two fights after that, which he lost, and he didn't even look particularly bad. I mean, Harry Manson fight was so quick, and Till fight, not a lot happened. The Heinish one is the one that gave me a lot of pause, man. I'm going to be honest. Um, he did not look great, even though he did get the victory. I got to go Whitaker here as man as well. I mean, back when that fight was going to happen years ago, I really thought, oh, yeah, Kelvin's a guy that can beat, beat him. A lot of power in his hands, great grappling, great stamina. Um, and that one too is fast as shit. Uh, and Whitaker's a guy that likes to get in the pocket and trade. So that's a bad match for him. I would have picked Gaslam years ago, but not now. I think Bobby Knuckles is going to pull it out and God forbid get this man a title shot. I'm not sure what more he will need to do. I know Izzy doesn't want to give it to him. I know Dana probably, I mean, I don't know how Dana's feelings are on it. I know Izzy does not want to give him a rematch because for some reason Israel Adesanya has this weird hatred of Robert Whitaker. I'm not sure if you ever picked up on that from any of the interviews that he's done or any of the press conferences. It's kind of funny because Whitaker's like one of the most unimposing, like as far as MMA fighters, he's a really unimposing guy. He just plays like Fallout and, and he doesn't really do anything. I'm pretty sure it's um, the Australian New Zealand thing, dude. I think that's maybe what it is more like, than a probably more than anything. I don't know, man. But regardless, uh, he he needs that title shot, man. I mean, he that's his only loss. And God knows how many fights. I mean, the, the, he lost Izzy back in October 2019. Last loss before that was Warner Boy in February 2014. So get that man a title shot after this dub. Um, if not, then we got a whole kerfuffle at the top of 185. So we'll see what happens. Uh, co-main event, man. Um, yeah, rest of this card is pretty interesting. Um, we'll go ahead and talk about the co-main event first. Obviously, Jeremy Stevens, Dracar Close. Steven's longtime top five, top ten guy at featherweight 
looks pretty rough as of late. Um, now, he is facing excellent guys, but he has lost four of his last five to Yard Rodriguez, Calvin Cater, Zabit, and Jose Aldo. Uh, taking on Jakar Close, at one point, one of, uh, I would say, one of the brighter prospects at 155. He wasn't um, just dominating dudes, but he was picking up nice victories, kind of showing that potential and just overall showcasing a lot. Uh, but that was years ago. Now he's kind of been a lot. He's he's been less active. He's coming off of a, a horrifying knockout against Benny Darush. Uh, so I mean, both these guys not having the best of streaks coming into this co-made event. But the winner here could be in line to get a bigger name at 155 should they get the victory. Who do you got in the co-made event? Dude, it's gonna actually throw you off. I'm picking Jeremy Stevens for some reason. Ooh. I know he's coming off. I, I know he's coming off loss, but you know something? He's not He's not bad by any means. He has good power, <laughs> you know. But, hey, for, for what it's worth. What a glowing endorsement. <laughs> I know, right? For what it's worth, though, the guy comes out to bang. And I feel like he's going to come out to bang, and I think he can put out your car close. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'll say that's fair. Uh, I do think Dracar Close is going to put beating on him, though. I, I, not a beating, but I am going to take Close probably via decision. Uh, he's a guy that's completely fine with making a fight boring if he needs to. Um, so, I mean, he, and he's just he's a very skillful, tactful guy who normally doesn't let himself get, get into the firefights. I don't think he's going to let it happen this time, especially after coming off a knockout to Benny Darush. I'm going to go ahead and take Jakar Close here. But, you know, we'll see. As far as the rest of the card, my man, I mean, we talked about the software. Not a whole lot to really talk about, but there is one fight in particular that I'm sure you're going to go ahead and point out. So go ahead. Dude, I'm really, dude, Alexander Romanov, Juan Espino, Grappler's Delight, man. I'm excited for it. Both these guys can't strike for shit, but man, can they fucking bang it out <laughs> on the ground. Yeah, man, this is this is going to be an excellent fight, my man. I mean, obviously, Alexander Romanov, um, undefeated, 13-0, just an absolute monster. Um, obviously, coming out of Moldova, uh, young guy. Um, a lot of potential we've seen in only a couple of UFC fights, but he's just looked so dominant to where you have to pay attention. You know what I mean? Um, and he's taking on Juan Espino, former Ultimate Fighter winner. Took a couple of years off. He's 40 now, but he's still 11 and one. And dude, he he's got so, both these guys have so much potential. I love this fight so much. It's a grappler's delight, which you never see at heavyweight. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's an awesome fight. And that's for some reason, um, buried on, on the early prelims. I mean, that's, that's kind of strange to me. Um, it's behind Tracy Cortez, Justin Kish. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man, as far as the rest of the card goes, not a whole lot there. I, I am excited for Luis Pena, violent Bob Ross making his return. Um, he's been a guy that he, he sometimes, man, he just shows up and sometimes he doesn't, um, Whenever he's at his best, he shows so much potential. I think I think of the Matt Wyman fight. Um, I think of the Steven Peterson fight. He just looks so great sometimes, and then other times just very disappointing. Um, but we'll go ahead and see him taking taking on uh, Alexander Munoz on the opening fight, opening fight on the main card. Excuse me. Uh, as far as the fights, Jessica Pena making her return for the first time in seemingly forever. Jared Michard is back. Austin Hubbard's back. Anthony Berchak making his return against Tony Gravely. And then my man, Abdul Hazak Al-Hassan. I will never stop calling out this man. Uh, so much power in those fists. He has not looked great since returning um, due to an incident. Um, but he's taking on Jacob Malkoon. Jacob Malkoon, 4-1. <laughs> um, uh, known for 
really just opening up the UFC 254 main card and getting knocked out immediately by Phil Hawes. Uh, so we'll see what happens there, man. Uh, two of these dudes, I'm sure it's going to be a banger, and it's going to be um, a lot of fun to watch. I'm very excited for that fight as well. But And then also, the man Arlovsky stepping in on short notice against Chase Sherman. So, very interesting fight there as well. You'd love to see it. So, as far as more MMA, Angel, we still got more, man. We still got I know, more. dude. It doesn't stop, man. It does that... not stop over here at Courtside Sound Off Entertainment. Uh, <laughs> uh, Vadim Nemkov, Phil Davis, the two headliners, Bellator, 257 for the Mohegan Sun Arena in Connecticut. A rematch, this time for the light heavyweight title. And uh, also to go ahead and send the next um, the winner to the next round in the Bellator Light Heavyweight Grand Prix. Um, obviously, Nemkov won the title from Ryan Bader back in August of 2020. Just dominant performance. The closest fight in his career was to Phil Davis. Phil Davis took a split decision. Uh, excuse me. Vadim Nemkov took a split decision win over Phil Davis back in 2018. Uh, both guys, obviously, since then, gone on a bit of different paths. Nemkov picked up two wins in a row against former middleweight champ Rafael Cavallo and then defeated Ryan Bader in just a dominant performance. Uh, Nemkov... Uh, picking up those big wins, obviously won the title, and now he is the champ. And I like Bellator's kind of thing um, in terms of this Grand Prix to where now all fights are five rounds. If you're the champ, you have to keep on defending your belt. Um, I know badass. some – yeah, it's, it's really badass. Uh, and obviously Phil Davis, man, after that loss, he ended up beating Liam McGeary, who I'm a little bit surprised he's not in this, um, in, the, in this Grand Prix they got going on. But regardless, um, we'll talk about – the two fighters are also left in the Grand Prix, which I'm a little bit surprised that they did not suck him out for. Um, but he did pick up a win over Liam McGeary, Carl Ubbachtrin, and then a split decision win over Leona Machida back in September of 2020. My man, very interesting fight here. Who do you got in the Bellator 257 headliner? Man, you know, I'm going to pick I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the current champ man, Vadim Nankov, to once again retain the title and beat Phil Davis again. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. I'm going to go ahead, go ahead and go same page. Uh, all those little things that I kind of – I went back and rewatched the fight earlier this week of these two. I did um, And all those little things that Nemkov kind of had issues with grappling, um, just kind of striking a range, not really showcase. If the Bader fight's any indicator, and Bader was on a historic tear, right, um, before he ran into Nemkov – I'm thinking he's going to go put on, like, a levels to this performance against Phil Davis, man. And I, I'm a big fan of Phil Davis. I think since he's moved over to Bellator, he's he's gotten a lot bigger of a name for himself than he would have had he stayed in the UFC. Um, I'm a big fan of the guy, but I, I do think it's going to be a tough night at the office. I'm going to go go ahead and go Vadim Nemkov and get the victory. Moving on in the tournament, take on the winner of Anthony Johnson and Joel Romero happening next month. God damn, I can't wait, but... Uh, so man, good. So, so good. good. So good. Co-main event, though, also a banger. Corey Anderson, uh, former UFC light heavyweight mainstay, uh, made his Bellator debut last year, picking up a win over Melvin No Mercy Manhoff. Uh, very depressing, but he did pick up the victory in the TKO in second round, taking on former ACB champion, Doftoslan Yagalmashirov, making his Bellator debut. He's kind of the dark horse in this thing, my man. Uh, but he he's a very talented guy. Um, so who do you got in the co-main event? Dude, I've I've been looking into this man. I it's gonna it's gonna be out there, man. But I'm making another another interesting pick this week, man. I'm picking our boy Yagmashira Dom to come in for the mm. upset, man. Actually, I think it's actually even on the line, isn't it? 
or closer. He, uh, Anderson's slight favorite is what I last saw. A yeah. Lot. Yeah. So, yeah, man, he's a dark horse in this tournament. You know, if you, he, it was a no, like at first if, for when this first guy got announced, I'm like, who is this? I didn't know anything about <laughs> him. I looked into it. Man's wearing a little streak right now. Uh, he's super talented from what I know. He fought one Magomed Ankalaev back in the day. Took him to mm-hmm. a decision. I don't know if you know that, Josh, back in 2014. Mm-hmm. It's been years. At, at the time, uh, you know, Magomed had two fights. That ended up being his third win. Good win, by the way, that's not aged well. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I'm picking the man himself. Yeah, man. I also did my research um, on this man. <laughs> right? I'm also taking Yags. I'm also taking my boy, Dalsan Yegamashirov, coming out of Turkmenistan. Um, just watching all of his fights from ACA, uh, he's a really bad matchup for Corey Anderson. And whenever they first announced this tournament, I was like, damn, why isn't Liam McGeary in here? Why isn't this guy in here? Why isn't that guy in here? I'm, I'm thinking they got big plans for this kid. He's 31. Um, he's on a really great winning streak right now. Obviously last loss is back in 2015. Since then he's won seven in a row, became the ACA champion. And I believe most of those, if not all of those, excuse me. Six, oh, actually, since his last loss, only one of those wins have even come via the way decision. He's knocking fools out out here. Uh, he has a great grappling game as well. I'd see if there is a if there is an avenue. It would just be for Corey Anderson to try to wrestle fucking, but I don't think it's going to happen, my man. Um, he's a very great striker at distance. Uh, he, he's very, very light on his feet. I'm not sure if you call this up and picked this up and watching his film, dude. He, he is very light in his movement. He's a pretty good gas tank as well. Um Man, I, I'm I'm high on this kid after watching his last few fights. So I'm going to go ahead and take Dalsan Yagamashirov, pull in the upset. And I'm very surprised that we're on the same page about this. Oh, dude, um, I did my research, Josh. We both did our research. We both week. did our research. Because with a name like that, you got to pay attention. <laughs> um, yeah, man, very, very exciting. But, dude, this, this card's pretty damn exciting. So uh, is there any of the fights you want to go ahead and highlight? Well, I mean, you know, we're doing it as it's going on, sadly. But, man, I wanted to highlight one Lance Gibson Jr. You would recognize that name because <laughs> son of Lance Gibson, I guess, I guess technically would be senior. I don't, I don't yeah. know. He, I don't think he goes by senior. Uh, who fought at UFC like 20-something back in the day, man. This is his kid. Uh, turned huh. pro. Uh, his stepmom is Julia Budd, who's also fighting on the card, who just oh, got shit. done coaching him. Yes. Did you know this, Josh? I had no idea about the storyline. Yes, no dude. Yes. Man is 4-0 now because he came with the victory. I know it kind of ruined it for the people who are listening. But, hey, man, it's you probably know at this point what happened if you're watching this. If you guys listen to us, you're an MMA fan anyway, so I'm not like <laughs> – Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, Josh, that was my guy to keep an eye out for, and he, and he ended up winning his fight today. So shout-out to him. Shout-out to him, man. And shout-out to Julia Budd. She's fighting on later on in the night uh, trying to get back to that title shot. She obviously – uh, was pretty dominant champ over there in Bellator, man. She defended the belt three or four times. She beat beat the hell out of Marlos Keenan, uh, Teledu Noguera, Olga Rubin, and then obviously she ran into Cyborg. Gave, I mean, she showed a lot of durability, uh, but still a tough loss. We'll see what happens if she can get back to the title picture. Um, obviously, it looks like Kat Zagano is going to get that title shot next, but obviously Joey Bud goes out there and puts on a good performance. Who knows, you know? Um, Raymond Daniels, my boy. Uh, one of the... Kickboxing Goats taking on Peter Stonic in a rematch on this card. Uh, very, very exciting. He is 40. Um, so as far as his like him making a full 4 into 4A into MMA, I don't think it's really going to happen. I don't think he's going to reach that championship level. But he has some of the dopest highlights. Like as far as like he has two fights that have actually gone the excuse me two fights that have gone the distance like since 
his first fight back in 2008 for Strikeforce. Um, and those are just insane highlights, man. He, he He's a one of the goats of kickboxing. We'll see what happens. He actually just should pick up the win right now as we are talking. A dominant 30-26 victory. Um, so you guys should go watch that fight. And then obviously Veda Ortega fighting on the main card. Big fan of her. And then Paul Daly Sabajo Mas. This one's got some heat on it, man. Uh, to my knowledge, unless he's changing his mind, this is going to be Paul Daly's retirement fight. Um, Paul what? Daly. Yeah. Makes sense, though. Yeah. He, he had some health issues following his last fight. So he said this is going to be his last one. 38, and he doesn't look 38. Dude Dude still looks like how we did like 15 years ago. Um, but, dude, one of the like huge influences for, for British MMA. Um, so it, it's awesome to see. It's still insane to think about because he really he, – he kind of built all of his credibility off of that UFC run. He only, And really mostly that Koscheck fight. He only had three fights in the UFC. It does not, it does not seem like it. Um, that he only had three fights in the big, the biggest promotion, and he's made like a huge career. Um, one of the belts were goats, in my opinion. A guy who's been around for a long time since belts were 72. Um, so we'll see what happens, my man. He's taking on a guy, former UFC guy in Sabaho Masi, came into Bellator, and he's been putting in work, my man. I mean, he's gotten three dubs in a row: one against Curtis Miller, the other one against Bobby Volker, two former UFC vets. So we'll see what happens there. Very exciting fight opening up the main card. But Angel Man, we've we've reached the pinnacle of this show. Oh um, boy, we've reached the pinnacle. Um, it's been a long winding road to get to this point, and it's gonna be even longer and even windier because we're gonna do the entire main card, boys. Uh, mostly because we have to talk about the biggest draw on the card, Raycon. Uh, before we get into that, I will talk <laughs> to you guys about our sponsor of the show, Rogue Energy. Rogue Energy was founded in January 2017 to be the best gaming drink in the world. They developed a premium. Stack of the former delicious energy and focus drink is designed to replace unhealthy can energy drinks, copying even traditional pre-workouts. It is sugar-free and devoted to vitamins, antioxidants, and nootropics. It was designed for the emerging professional and competitive gaming market and continues to have fantastic carryover and success. Students, athletes, entrepreneurs, and anyone looking to optimize their mental and physical performance. If you win 10% off your order, use the code SOUNDOFF at checkout. It's code SOUNDOFF for 10% off of all your energy needs. Also, in case you couldn't tell what I was picking up on saying earlier, we're talking about Jake Paul, Ben Askren. Uh, the biggest, unironically, um, probably I don't I don't want to you know rifle any feathers here. In the top two, I'd say for biggest boxing fights of the year, is is that a fair statement to say? Well, we don't know the finalization of a couple that are coming up. I'll put it like that. Fair enough. But even I the one in my head I was thinking about was that's why I said top two. The only one I, one I was thinking of was Joshua Fury. Yes, I'd put I'd put this slightly below that. Um, but regardless, that regard all that being said, um, we'll get into the main event in a couple of minutes. But we got we got some time to film, my guy. We got we got we got to go through the main card, the pay per view portion, fifty dollars on Fight TV, um, which actually was just bought out by Triller. Uh, yes. Triller's making some moves, my man. Money moves. Killing. Money moves. To put the least, uh, they announced some fights, which we'll actually talk about near the end of the show that are interesting to say the least um but as far as the here and the now tomorrow night mercedes-benz stadium opening up the main card we got in the light heavyweight division joe fournier the businessman that's actually his nickname joe the businessman fournier taking on platinum recording artist coming (laughs) out of columbia raycon um he has no experience um there was an altercation between the two i guess at a club um, that led to this fight. Um, 
Apparently, Raycon has no actual experience outside of street fighting. Uh, Joe Fournier is 8-0 as a professional boxer. Um, should be 9-0, but he did pe- test positive for steroids. So, uh, 8-0 with one no contest. Um, I will go ahead and say, to be fair to our boy Raycon here, all of Joe Fournier's opponents were fighters with no record or, or a negative record. Um, yes. So, his, his record's a little bit inflated, but still 8-0. Um and a former, what's the belt they gave him? Um, Man. WBA International Light Heavyweight Champion. So, Same. He's a former belt. <laughs> the, the the Angel Ortega money belt. Um, so, yeah, man, open to the main card. <laughs> Do you have any interest in this at all? Do you think Raycon, our boy's got a shot? I mean, dude, if I mean, if the fights, you know, you didn't fight a highlight. Like we said, Joe Frey, you know, his level competition hasn't been the greatest, right? So, it could just be putting out fools just because. They're unskilled. Uh, Raycon probably doesn't have the greatest chance here if the other guy's been, you know, at least training and, and competing for a while. So he's at an extreme disadvantage. Mm-hmm. But do you think his experience coming off of the streets of Columbia will give him a chance? Man, I hope so, bro. I hope he has something to show. <laughs> hey, come out to – dude, it could be a banger. You never know. That's the one thing. They could come out here and bang. That's the one thing we got. Somebody's Guys have all- heart. Yeah, I think he's gonna show some heart. I mean, I'm a Raycon. I'm a. I'm. He's. I jokingly am calling him and giving him a lot of shit because I thought like that press conference performance is kind of really funny. Uh, when we like to just talk about his only experiences coming from the streets and stuff like that. I. I am a Raycon fan. I'm gonna go ahead and say that off the top. I'm a, I'm a fan of the guy. I do think that this is probably not the smartest thing for him. Um, but Good we'll money, see what happens. I, I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and take Joel Fournier probably via early stoppage. Um. I mean, are you thinking the same page? You think that our boys got a shot here? I don't know, dude. It's just, it's just never know with people who don't have great experience, and then also the other guy has weird experience. Yeah. But yeah, probably uh, I take Joe Pornier. I don't know how it's gonna happen. Probably if, if any, if it's really that bad and if it's significant, probably like a finish. Yes. Yeah. That's, see, that's what I'm kind of what I'm thinking. Um, as far as next up on the card, my man, a 70 pound weight disadvantage will be on the line. In- <laughs> Uh, a battle of MMA versus boxing. Um, God knows we've had so many of those lately, and they've all been so fun. Um, Frank Mir, former UFC heavyweight champion, in my opinion, one of the heavyweight goats, uh, very undervalued historically, but a guy with wins over Roy Nelson, Todd Duffy, Bigfoot Silva, uh, Big Nog twice, Crow Cop, Czech Congo, Brock Lesnar, Tank Abbott, Tim Sylvia, so on and so forth. Pete Williams, dude is a monster. Um, but he is making his, uh, boxing debut originally signed for bare knuckle. He ended up making the transition to straight up boxing six, six rounds against USS Steve Cunningham, uh, former cruiserweight champ between 20, 2007 and year of our Lord, 2011, um, from <laughs> IBF champion who is most known for, I mean, giving Tyson Fury, uh, arguably his toughest fight. He floored him. Uh, nearly not. I mean, Tyson Fury has been knocked down three times in his career. Once, twice against Deontay Wilder, which we all know about in their first fight. The other time being against cruiserweight USS Steve Cunningham, who was at another 70-pound disadvantage uh, in that fight. Uh, Tyson Fury ended up coming back to get a knockout victory in the seventh round, but regardless, still an amazing fight if guys have not seen it. Uh, Cunningham coming off of a four-year layoff. Last time we saw him was on the Floyd mayweather Conrader undercard, losing a decision to Andrew Tabidi. Uh, look, man, I I like this a lot more than the original Tarver matchup, um, but I'm still not thinking this could be a great thing for Frank Mir, man. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I'm on the same page, Josh. 
<laughs> I'm on the exact same page. I, I will say uh, the, the Tarver fight was originally, I don't remember the exact amount. It was going to be between eight to ten rounds. Uh, this being six rounds, I do think it gives Frank Mir a higher chance of an upset. Um, Mir via decision is plus 1,200. So if you're looking somebody like to get in there, you know, do some dirty boxing, you know, um, maybe Mir's your guy if you're looking to throw a tenor on somebody, especially because that's six rounds. You're not really giving these guys a whole lot of time to get going. Um, I mean, it, it's less rounds than the main event, which we'll talk about in a couple minutes, but uh, yeah, man, um, I, I'm thinking the same thing, though. I, th- I think Steve Cunningham here, I think he's probably going to put a beating on him. Um, for Frank Mir's sake, I hope it's going to be – I mean, dude, dude's securing the bag on this, so happy for him. Um, to put to put it lightly, dude's deserved a payday for a while now, obviously coming off of his Bellator stint. Uh, so I'm happy to see Frank Mir pick up a payday, happy to see Steve Cunningham pick up a payday. These are two legends of the game. Uh, so, uh, But that being said, I, I am thinking Steve Cunningham probably be a knockout, just to be completely honest. Um, it's rough, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is rough. But as far as what's not rough, dude, co-main event. Uh, I, I'm I, This is not controversial at all. Um, but the best fight of this entire card. Um, Rodriguez for guys, 25-1, only lost via majority decision to Josh Taylor. Could arguably, I mean, he's one judge's scorecard away from being undefeated right now. Um, former, obviously, WBA champ. Uh, dude with a lot of wins, a lot of na- great names on the resume, taking on Ivan Redkoch. Uh, 23-5-1. Uh, Brecker's taken a bit of a hit lately, but dude's faced the top of the top for a while now. Um, wins over John Melinda. And then most notably, I'd say Devin Alexander. That was a that was a banger of a fight. If you've never seen it, that was a sixth-round knockout win for Ivan Redkoch. Um, El Terrible. Uh, and he most notably last fought in January 2020. Uh, losing to Danny Garcia via decision. Um, still a very entertaining fight regardless. So, so a lot of heat on this one. Um, who are you thinking is going to pull it out in the co-main? Oh, man. I'm going Regis, man. I think he's got it. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to go Regis. I'm a big fan of Ivan Redkoch, but I don't think he has what it takes just in this particular fight. I think he's very much a brawler. I think Regis is probably going to pick him out. Pick him Excuse me. Pick him off from the outside. Um, which sucks because I, I, he's, he's had a rough streak lately, um, just in terms of recent opponents. So I'm, I'm going to take Regis, but I'd like to see, I'm a big fan of Red Gotch, but dude, oh, we finally made it. We finally made it, Angel. You and I, we, we talked about this saga from the beginning. For years. Um, for years now. We've been, we, you, you and I were on the YouTuber boxing train before all oh. these so-called MMA media analysts. Right? It's crazy, dude. We are the greatest team in MMA media. So y'all, y'all, y'all are fake fans, all right? Um, regardless, though, Jake Paul, the problem child, Jake Paul, obviously YouTuber, Vine star, made his amateur debut back in 2018 on the undercard of his brother's fight against KSI, picked up a knockout win over KSI's brother, Deji, um, now estranged brother, Deji. Um, uh, since then, though, he turned professional. Uh, he's knocked out two of his opponents, including former KSI, um, not former KSI, KSI's friend, Anderson Gibb, knocked him out January 2020. Followed that up with a knockout win over Nate Robinson on the Mike Tyson, Roy Jones undercard, knocking out Nate in a highlight reel knockout that is still played to this day. Um, it was devastating. 
He's looked dominant in his two fights so far. He's coming out of a great camp with Sugar Shane Mosley, who he's trained with. Um, BJ Flores is another. And everything that we're hearing is that this kid, he's got he's got it. You know what I mean? He, he may be the YouTube star, maybe the Vine star, but he has it. He has that it factor. He's got the ability to make people hate him. Um, but he's got a lot of talent as well. He's got the power in the fists. And now he's taking on Funky Benazir. Yes, some of you may sitting at home be thinking that or have not been watching the storyline, in which case, where's the rock that you've been living under? Uh, but <laughs> Funky Ben Askren, um, one of the greatest welterweights of all time, uh, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, um, former two-time NCAA champion, two-time Big 12 champion uh, from Mizzou, uh, former Olympian, um, former, uh, excuse me, Hodge uh trophy winner basically the equivalent of the heisman trophy if you guys don't follow wrestling at all um and obviously for a bell tour in one champion made his name uh across the world starting off 19 and 0 wins over lawler aoki lima um lyman good andre korshkov so on and so forth made his use of debut back in 2019 picking the win over lawler then obviously having the infamous five second knockout against masvidal and then losing to Damian Meyer, retiring due to hip issues. However, he has got a brand new hip. He's good to go. Uh, <laughs> and stepping up to the task of taking on Jake Paul. Uh, he apparently he's put in very little striking training outside of his 12-week camp. So, Angel Man, um, I've been very conflicted about this in the lead-up. I've been very conflicted on fight week. I'm conflicted right now sitting before you. However, uh, who do you got in the main events of Jake Paul Ben Askren and why? Well, let's uh, let's talk about it first, man. Look, I'll I'll tell you this. There is probably thousands of other fighters that could have been put in this position, and you would have picked them undoubtedly against Jake Paul, right? Most of them, yes. Yes. <laughs> this, this, no, let's be real, Josh. There's there's a lot of guys. There's there's thousands of guys. The most of the, you could you could have picked probably most of the UFC roster. Over Ben Askren to win this fight easily, right, John? If if you, I'll say this: if he if he gave me Damian Maya, I'd even pick Damian Maya comfortably. Really? Well, people forget. I mean, Damian Maya tuned up Coley Covington on the feet. I mean, dude actually had hands by the end of his career, but he's still one of the worst UFC strikers. Yes, yes, that's the thing. Instead, and and then we we are given Ben Askren, who if Ben Askren had any sort of decent or somewhat good striking. We would pick him, you know. You would you would pick him undoubtedly right now, right, Josh? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, not even close. The fact that there's even doubt makes me think you shouldn't even pick Ben Askren right now, Josh. Well, listen, uh, let me go ahead and explain myself real quickly. Um, th- there's never the reason why there's doubt for me. In it's kind of going in the other re- in the other direction. On paper, Jake should win this. Um, take the names out of it, right? Take the names out of this just for one minute. You have a guy training with former world champions, training because he's a millionaire. He's training with some of the best that there is to offer. Um, training with guys like Sugar Shane Mosley, training with you know BJ Flores, so on and so forth. These these world class trainers. He has amazing facilities facilities at his hands. Um, you know guys like Zab Judy, even Mike Tyson are taking up for him, man. Take the names out of it, right? And then on the other side, you have this guy who's been training boxing for 12 weeks. But he does have an amazing chin, an amazing gas tank, an amazing wrestling pedigree, uh, and a, an ability to pick up things quickly, and he's a former disc golf world champion. 
So <laughs> he has all these attributes. So like it's very conflicting through that way or like just in of itself because it's like on paper taking the names out of it, Jake Paul should be the piss out of him. But I know who these two dudes are. I know that Jake Paul is not a fighter. Like he, I understand. Yeah, he's he's had three fights. I'm sure he's been in some gym wars, but he's not in Ben Askren wars. He's not a fighter. He's not faced any sort of adversity. He's never fought anybody that's good. Ben Askren has. He knows what it's like to come back from adversity. He knows what it's like to fight for 24 and a half minutes and to keep on for you know 20 minutes to keep on going to keep on pushing into that fifth year, that sixth year to keep on pushing. Do I does Jake Paul have that? I don't know. That's why there's debate for me. Yep, yep, yep. And the other thing, dude, is the the, the big thing we got to you know we're gonna find out really early on is how's Jake gonna deal when when a guy doesn't fold on him? If, is mm-hmm. he gonna fold? You know, how's he gonna deal with when when adversity strikes when the guy doesn't go down soon? When you, when you, when you're not superior to your opponent, you know, when when you're you know significantly better than the guy or have just a lot more experience because that's the thing, right? We don't know how he's gonna react to someone who just won't go down against them, who who won't give up. You know, that's the mm-hmm. thing. That's the big deal. Because, you know, in all his other fights, you could have probably picked him confidently. He's a more athletic guy, spent more time training, all that. Mm. But the thing is, this is a guy who's not going to fold against him. It's a guy who's not going to give up and is not going to just give up. Mm. It, that's that's the big thing. It, it's it's all going to come down to how he reacts to that moment. If, if he's and, and Dude, we don't know what's going to happen. What if he comes out here and he's fucking fighting on the outside, sticking it to him, going in and out? You know, we, could, we don't know what level we're going to see. Because we haven't mm. seen more than outside of the probably what is it three rounds yeah. for him? I think the far how far do you make it with Edgy? Probably third, fourth round. Uh, I mean if you're it, yeah three rounds professionally and then four three or four rounds against Edgy. And they were and they were shorter too back then. And 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 even then the guy who boxed Edgy then is not the guy who's boxing now. Yeah, that's Fair the enough. big issue. Uh-huh. I'm I'm very conflicted, man. But, you know, I'm, I'm on the same boat as you, dude. I, I'm very undecisive. But you know something? Right here on the show, Josh, I'm going to put it out. I'm picking Jake Paul. Really? Yes. I don't think it's smart. I don't think picking any of these guys is smart. <laughs> but I'm picking Jake Paul right here on the podcast, Josh, right here on this day, day before, man, the 16th. I'm putting it out there. You know what's interesting? Uh, you mentioned picking on these guys is smart. I feel like every single one of these fights has like a clear favorite, but there's a little something that can yes. like maybe yeah, like probably. all these fights. Yeah, I you guess know? you're right. Yeah, Raycon, you don't know what he's gonna do because he, you know, we don't know his experience level. Uh, Mir, because he has a big weight advantage and he's been competing in MMA, he hasn't been boxing, but he has like big um the fact he's been fighting in MMA. Um, I really got just because he has so much power. And then on Ben Askin, Jake Paul, I'm not sure which either one you can give the like the A side like advantage to, um, but I, I see the argument both ways. Um, I'm I'm gonna, man, this is tough. I'm gonna go funky Ben Askin to pull off the upset, my man. Um, oh man, this, let's, this let's, is, what is it gonna be, Josh? What is it gonna be? I know you like doing it. I'm calling seventh round TKO. Now let me go and preface this by saying I'm going off of what I've heard from both sides. Um, because obviously we've seen very little out of Ben. We saw him in the open workouts and I was like, oh, he looks kind of like a bot. Like he does not look great, but for his, what his strategy is, which he said a million times, yeah, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to wear him down. I'm a, you know, I'm a former NCAA champ. Even in the open workouts, he hit mitts for 20 minutes, did not break a sweat. Dude, dude, he's one of those freak athletes. You know what I mean? Um, 
and going off of what Freddie Roach has said about him and how everybody's, you know, he seemingly has, I mean, just from watching MMA fights, the dude's strong as fuck. If he leverages. I, I did, I'm not going to lie, Josh, though. I did hear that he was with Freddie Roach for a very short amount of time. It, it was it was eight days. But if Freddie Roach comes out of that glowing, giving you a glowing endorsement, I'm going to take that as Freddie Roach thinking this guy has talent. Now, he was working with, I forget the name of his head coach, but you know what I mean? He Just to even be down there and for Freddie Roach to give his honest opinion about him, like, yeah, dude, dude can crack. He's probably going to knock out Jake Paul. Like, I'm like, oh, that's that's a good endorsement. I mean, Ben Askren is a super strong guy. If he leverages some of these shots, um, especially in the later rounds, I, which is what I'm expecting, um, I think he's probably going to finish him. Uh, Jake Paul is no – like, it, it all comes down to this, man. And I, this is something I've heard out of a couple of different stories. Um, we have heard a couple of different stories just from MMA fighters about him sparring, um, most notably from Luis Pena, Anthony, Pretty Boy Taylor, and then um, – Oh, man, not – I forget his name, man. Uh, just recently got cut from the UFC, uh, but he actually sparred with Jake. Um, Marcus Perez, who actually gave a story about, like, yeah, Jake has – he has power. He's fast. He has good attributes, but you really just have to hit him once with a jab, and he's he backs off. That's what Muni says. Uh, Taylor pretty much said the same thing. Like, yeah, you just need to hit him a couple times and the kid backs off. He gets very, he's, he's not good at taking any sort of punishment. Um, we'll see what happens, man. If he's willing to face that adversity, I think this fight is so huge now. Uh, when the, when the lights shine brightest, we'll see which of these guys show up. I think it's going to be Ben Askren. I'm going to take Askren via, he's on seventh, he's on saying seventh round TKO. I'm going to go ahead and say something similar. I'm going to go ahead and say late round TKO. But that being said, I will not be even the slightest bit surprised if we're sitting here next week talking about how Jake Paul just – he went out there landed a flurry. He doesn't even need to knock Ben Askren down. I mean, hypothetically, he could just go out there and land a big flurry and hit him hard a couple times, and then boom, we're sitting here. Completely different story, TKO, ref stoppage. He could go – uh, one of these guys could go to the distance. They could both go to distance, dude. We could have a war. We don't know. Maybe they'll both come out and bang, you know? Yeah, I mean, for what for what it's worth, I mean, I think the most likely result, if you were if you were like, you ever watch that show? Um, what, 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 let me actually look up the name of this show. Um, but it was like if you were to ask me to run a simulation 100 times, um, of this fight, I think the most likely result. Wait, are you talking about like Deadliest Warrior? When yes, do, thank you. Oh my god, dude, that show, watch that show. <laughs> yes, I did. Okay, that show was awesome. You know, like they they would run simulations and shit. If you run this fight a hundred times, I think the most likely scenario is Jake Paul comes out firing early um, because he's a guy that has done that in his last few fights. He's very, very confident. He knows that he has the weight advantage, um, a bit of a height advantage. It could be a little bit different whenever Jake's not wearing lifts, um, but it's going to be – that's not even just a joke. It just – Jake's been wearing lifts the last time, um, um, but – it's it's going to be a different fight. I think if you run this fight a hundred times, Jake's going to come out firing early. He's going to be confident. He's going to be cocky. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I just think that's the most what's going to happen. And I think Ben's going to weather the storm. He's going to clinch. Now I will say this also. It depends on the referee they have. Mm-hmm. Um, some referees allow clinching. Some of them don't. But I think what's going to happen. Ben's going to dirty box. He's going to clinch him. He's going to land a lot of body body shots. He's going to start leveraging some of those shots upstairs. And that chin and that gas tank is going to come in in spades, and I think he's going to finish him late on, really, really late in the fight. Um, you can you can prepare in the gym for going – this is eight rounds, so that would be 24 minutes. Um, you can prepare all day in the gym for that. 
but only Ben Askren's actually done that in a fight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take Ben Askren here. Uh, I think no matter what, if this goes to a decision, Jake wins. Am I crazy for saying that? I don't know, dude. I wouldn't be, you know, we'll, we'll see, dude. It's it's too much pressure right now, Josh. I'm fucking, I, you don't understand how I feel right now. We're not even watching it. Right now. Dude, I do. It's fucking KSI versus Logan Paul all over again, dude. Well, we gave a 30-minute analysis on that show, so I think it's only fitting that we're, like, spending 30 minutes on this, too. Um, yeah, man. Well, it's that very is the thing. I, dude, at the end of the day, though, it's a different discipline. That's also the thing we got to think about, right? Regardless of what you say, what Ben did in MMA is not going to ever really compare what he'll do in boxing on that night. No, not at all. Not, not at all. Great. It, it, Except it's just I would true. say that he has the experience of competing as a professional athlete and going yeah. the distance is, is pretty much what I was saying. And you know, boxing cardio different than MMA cardio. For sure. I mean? We saw that in uh, the Connor fight. And, and, I mean, and that's he, a bad example. Connor always gasses, but you know what I mean? And then even then, uh, they're both going to have to deal with that if, if that ends up being a thing. It's going to be who comes to, who pulls through the adversity. That's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, who, who, who shows up on that night and, and, and really brings it. There, there's just too much riding on this dude because they're, they're both really big question marks you know with it with everything given right mm-hmm. we'll see you know a lot of people are like dude the fuck do you mean ben's gonna come out here and blast this kid but there's some people are saying like dude <laughs> i don't know you know it's well, that's, that's what thing. we're doing man i have no idea i actually we, don't have a clue we don't have a clue i think the uh, once it happens dude once we talk about it afterwards it's going to be like, okay, now it all makes sense, right? We saw this. We saw that. You know, until it happens, that's when we'll know. Mm. Yeah, man. It's 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 going to be interesting just because there's so many different avenues I can see this fight going. And there's so many unknowns because, I mean, Ben Askren, let me go and say this, man. Whenever he was first showing highlights, I'm like, dude, I could strike better than this. Like, <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you were thinking the same thing, too. I mean, like, he looked – part of me wondered is if he was sandbagging because of how bad he looked. You know what I mean? But he looked um, so – but he said this, too. I remember he said – you know, he's like, I've always just been kind of awkward when it came to everything. Like, how I do everything, it just looks kind of awkward or weird or however you want to say yeah. it. So it might just be that, too, man. But, man, even then, dude, you still you still kind of question it. Mm-hmm. No, and for sure – and I've heard him giving the explanation of, like, yeah – um, I was coming off a hip surgery. I sat on my ass for 15 months. I haven't done anything competitive, you know, like so on and so forth. Where it's like, yeah, I looked terrible when I first started, but that was four months ago. So I mean, who who really knows if if, if that kind of working in day in day out, if it's that's going to be enough. And now obviously he does have very limited MMA striking experience, but who is that? He also has that as well to kind of fall back on. Um, for me, it kind of just comes down to the fact that, like, will he be able to go ahead and impose his will and gas Jake out? Because early on, oh, I'm absolutely sure that Jake's going to beat his ass. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I am 100% sure early on Jake's going to put it on him unless just the this, the moment gets to it. Um, just because, like, the moment of this is – this fight's huge, dude. I, I'm seeing this fight everywhere right now. I'm sure yeah, – it's, 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 Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's everywhere. People are talking about it. I mean, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll talk about fucking anything, but you know, like, <laughs> but I'm not but, even talking about us. I'm talking about other just people, dude. People are generally talking about this, and uh, this has a uh, people are backing it, dude. People are talking yeah. about it. I mean, the biggest I mean, way to tell is like, I mean, it's a big event. Yeah, I mean, we both have friends that don't really follow MMA that much. 
um, or boxing rather, either sport. And like, you know, the easiest way to tell if a fight's big, if they bring up a fight every single time. And I've gotten this a couple of times whenever Connor fought, most notably, always. And now whenever Jake's fighting, I'm getting it too. So now when JJ fought, that was another time. Exactly. That one as well. Um, but even more, dude, it's just it's 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 insane that the, the fact that this fight has so much hype behind it. Like I, I would never expect in a million years just for us to be sitting here having this conversation. Because I remember when it was first when this fight was first announced, I vividly remember me shitting on it because like, I well, you, you remember the rumors, though. Remember at the time we didn't know who was going to be. And uh, uh, we were talking about that. That was, that was a big like, talking point. I remember thinking like Ben Ashton is the worst possible option. But instead, him just playing the straight man of like just kind of talking shit. But like really kind of not like he he talks shit in the way Chell Sonnen does. He does he doesn't really cuss. He kind of just makes you feel like a dumbass because he's a really smart dude. Like he's like he's he's a really smart guy. He just kind of makes he just treats Jake like he's a child. Like he just he yes. just treats him like his disappointed dad. I mean, Josh, um, it is the problem child he is talking to. He is that talking to the problem child. So if it, it, it fits perfectly in terms of promotion for Ben to kind of be this B side who's just killing it on the mic and just like kind of making fun of him. I mean like. There were so many lines coming out of the first practice conference that were just that were just hilarious. Like when Jake was talking about how he's gonna coach his kids one day, and Ben just goes, "So many skills you have kids?" Like just like shit like that. I thought it was really really funny. Um, so yeah, man, Chiller's been killing the. Uh, to go and go ahead and segue to our last topic, Chiller's been killing the promotion for this fight. You and I are very very excited for it. I mean, I'm 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 getting the pay per view, my guy. I'm I'm hyped for it. You know. Are you really, um, Josh? I might have to come over, my I, 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 I don't know, actually. I haven't made up my mind. But <laughs> I mean, we could always split it, Josh. If you don't want to pay the full amount, I'd be That's down true. for that. We don't, we don't pay fucking, we're going to our local Buffalo, Buffalo Wild Wings and don't pay nothing. Exactly, uh, right? You're going to go to your local Buffalo Wild Wings? Is that the move? <laughs> um, but Chiller's been killing the promotion. Um, but and as part of this fight week, they've been hyping up the next Chiller fight card. This one's going down June 5th. Obviously, Tiafimo Lopez, main eventing, huge card, pay-per-view card. Um, uh, co-main event just got announced, my man. Bit of a curious one, and I want to get your opinion on it. Uh, obviously, Mike Tyson's been talking a lot about how him and Evander are going to do an exhibition. Evander's been saying no, um, that actually Mike doesn't want it, um, and so on and so forth. Instead, instead of getting Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield 3 in an exhibition— we are now getting Evander Real Deal Holyfield, the 50-plus Evander Holyfield. I think he's 59, dude. Like, nice shit you're not. Really? Hold on. Let me – 58. 58. 58-year-old Evander Holyfield in an exhibition. Um, and He's not actually fighting. He's pretty much just sparring. But 58-year-old Evander Holyfield taking on Kevin McBride, the last man to defeat Iron Mike Tyson. Um, and I put defeat very lightly. That fight was shit. If you guys have ever watched it, basically Mike was kind of just beating his ass, but he ended up, he, he got deducted two points. Uh, he was still winning. And then after like the eighth round, he was like, I'm done, man. I'm done. Um, regardless though, sixth round exhibition, co-main event to Tiafimo. I mean, I, uh, do you have, as far as Triller fights have been announced, I'd say whenever they announced Tar Vermeer, that was the weirdest one. This is the worst one. Is it just me? It has a weird story to it. I, I I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a spiteful thing he's doing. I don't know. I mean, he said the re- he said he couldn't get Tyson, so he wanted to get the guy who last beat Tyson. But I mean, that's what I'm you, saying. 
Yeah, if 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 you've been following what Tyson's saying, I like I like Mike Tyson's podcast, so I listen to that. I like He's Mike Tyson. Like, <laughs> yeah, hot boxing, hot boxing, really great podcast. Um, he was like, yeah, me and Evander are gonna fight. It's gonna be a good thing. And then seemingly out of he's he's saying, I saw a conflicting report that these that those two were gonna be on the undercard, and then seemingly last second, here it is, Kevin McBride instead. So who knows what kind of strange. But yeah, man. I mean, as far as it goes, I personally don't have a whole lot of interest, but I do have a lot of interest in the fight that is happening tomorrow night on pay per view. Um, oh, dude, I, dude, we're a day away, man. You're feeling it. You're feeling it, man. Whenever, whenever fights like this happen, you just feel it. You can feel that it's a big one, and it feels weird because it's it's well, dude, ass against Jake Paul, but <laughs> dude, I, I I'll give you like in the last like as far as like intensity, dude, a fucking Loma. And fucking Tailfemo, Izzy, Yawn, Connor, Dustin, and fucking KSI, Logan Paul, dude, have been some of this shit that's made my my palms sweaty, dude. My knees are weak, my arms are heavy. There's bobbing on my sweater already, Josh. Mom spaghetti. He's nervous, but on the cervix. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I'm feeling it too, dude. I'm for real. I'm feeling it. Um, I can't remember the last time I was just like, I don't want to say pumped, but I'm so anxious. Um, this fight just gives me anxiety, bro. I think truly um, for me it was KSI Logan Paul, dude. Like the like this kind of feeling I have now. And then when I fight, when I watch the actual fight, it's gonna be the same same exact kind of emotion. Yeah, that's that's fair enough, man. I mean, I am very, I don't know, I'm very conflicted about it. I'm very excited, but I'm just I'm very very I'm like anxious, bro. Like I, I want it to just be a fun one. Even if, even if it's terrible, I think it'll be funny. You know what I mean? I don't know, dude. I don't. I don't think it can be bad. That's the thing. That's oh, one of those. Yeah, I, don't, I. I think it's impossible. Oh, okay. All right. I'm excited for the production side because they killed it last time with Mike's fight. But oh, dude, they're killing. They're gonna kill it again. They literally have Justin Bieber there. <laughs> they do. They got the Biebs, man. They got the Biebs. Yeah, dude. They got the fucking Biebs. They got Doja Cat. They got fucking. Don't they have the Black Eyed Peas there too? I have no idea. I honestly, I know, I, I know they have a lot of fucking people lined up though. That's the thing. I don't. Yeah, it's it's weird how many they have lined up. Like it's just, I know, it's kind dude. of strange. I'm not into the whole musical aspect. Now I will say Snoop killed it last time, as did Wiz, but not into like the Bieber and the Doja Cat thing. That, that that's just not my thing personally. I know, dude. Someone will be a fan of it. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, man. Is there anything else you want to say on this topic or anything else before we close out? Dude, no, just excited for tomorrow. I can't wait to talk to you about it on that night, and then when we talk about it next week. And then next week, I got a big fucking pay-per-view on the Huge UFC, pay-per-view. dude. Huge fucking pay-per-view, dude. Sold out arena. I mean, Josh, I mean, I know we're getting – we didn't talk about any MMA news, dude. Connor and Dustin, dude, got announced, like, officially. Yeah. Sold can, out with fans. That. Sold out Vegas. Um, Dude, shout out. <laughs> Dustin Poirier is such a nice guy. He apologized for Conor McGregor acting like a dick. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, if you guys don't know, Conor McGregor basically doesn't pour They've been, obviously they fought back in January. Dustin is gonna don't excuse me. Conor McGregor is gonna fight um and donate his fight purse or at least a portion of it to Dustin Poirier's charity, the Good Fight Foundation, which is you know a lot of his former opponents have done that and have been donated without even being prompted, just 500k after the fight. Um, now Habib's not everybody. He's, he's great people's. Um, Connor just didn't donate. Um, there's a whole kerfuffle about it. Said he wasn't gonna fight him. Now it's official. Now they're fighting, man. I mean, 
That's a I'm real fight. Yeah, I'm hyped for it. And now we got Asshole Connor back. And, like, obviously, I don't want Asshole Connor who's, like, beating up old people. It's but, weird. like... What do you mean, yeah. dude? I love asshole Connor, dude. He fucking throws dollies at cars. <laughs> that, see, that's the one, like... I, that I was the worst, that. wasn't it? That, that, that was, was the worst. The worst. I mean, let's, let's go and look at this. And, like, okay, so old guy, right? Maybe old guy said some shit. You, you should not be... It doesn't matter if you're 50, you're not exempt from getting those hands. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know the full story. Uh, rape stuff has not been proven. Um, there's been a couple of accusations. We, we didn't talk about the accusations on Logan Paul, or not Logan, Jake, Jake Paul. Paul. Yeah, I, I consider, I, from everything I've heard, that's, an, that's a complete non-story, from what hey. I've heard. Apparently, Jake's going to sue for defamation. It's too. still allegations, though. We're not going to get into it, but there has been some allegations. That there came has out. been some allegations. That could also be in his head right now, as, you know, as that's also another thing to think about. So, um, yeah, he talked about that on, on Logan's show, too, so. Yeah, man, he's got that going on. Dude, dude's got some issues, but yeah, man. So Connor, let's go back to Connor real quick, man. Like he he had the whole the whole rip thing, rig thing that actually got dismissed in one of those cases. Um, he has like four of them. So, but one of them got dismissed <laughs> this past week. Um, yeah, man, I consider the dollar thing to be by far the worst. I mean, he took out three fights on that card. That's um, that's that's kind of impressive, though. It kind much. of is, yeah, but it's also like. Not. Dude, got, three he, finishes without even getting to the main card. <laughs> like he got, he, he has to pull out because he got, he was bleeding everywhere. He got blood. Um, Josh. Like he was bleeding from the forehead on embedded. <laughs> Ray Borg got glass in his eye. Yep. And that was also when Ray Borg's like child was having medical issues and he had to fight to pay. Like, like he was needing to fight. I'm sure the UFC paid him regardless, but you know what I mean? Probably. Like that, it was fucked up. Like, Dude, that's almost as like that is almost impressive as Rudy Gobert locking up the whole league. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, yeah, man, he he's he's how is he not defensive player of the year, man? He took out the whole league for for a whole year, like, you know, like <laughs> he shut him down. <laughs> oh god, that was hilarious. Well, aren't the Jazz number one now? Currently, yes, but you know the Suns are chasing it right now. Suns are coming up. Suns are coming for that ass. Coming for that first seed, you know the vibes. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, Suns are gonna win the Western Conference. Just saying. Clippers uh, too inconsistent, Lakers too injured. It's gonna happen. I'm speaking it into existence. I love to hear it, Josh. You hyping me up. For sure. I got to. I mean, this is the first time you guys have made the playoffs and seemingly since I've been watching the NBA, you guys. Granted, Josh, I haven't watched the NBA for the longest time either. So I mean six years. Exactly. So <laughs> We'll go and put it like put it like that. But yeah, man, uh, a lot of fun for these for these fights going on, man. I'm very very excited. We're getting into like the fun portion right now, man. It's it's starting to hit. Um, we're hitting the springtime. Summer will be here soon. Vaccines are getting out. I was supposed to get mine on Wednesday, but it got canceled. Fucking Johnson and Johnson. Um, <laughs> but vaccines are going around, man. Fights are heating up. Crowds are back. We have an amazing fight tomorrow. Very, very excited, man. Any closing words on just the, the fights going on? Anything? No, just let's go, champ. I'm so ready. I'm so pumped. So ready, so pumped. Uh, as always, guys, appreciate all the support we've been getting on the channel. The trailer stuff's actually been killing it the most, which y- you can kind of tell when our fights are big also, just sort of like a media guy. Like, you can tell which of, our, <laughs> which of our videos are doing the best, and it's always just the trailer stuff. Bellator's getting washed out. Like, our podcast isn't even doing that amazing. But trailer. 
interviews are getting like 200 plus each time. So I uh, appreciate the support, guys. Uh, at Courtside Sound, one of you guys want to follow the Twitter, Courtside Sound off on Instagram. I'm at Josh Shibanoff. Uh, he is at Angel Ortega underscore 01. Appreciate all you guys watching as always. Peace and butt grease. Mouse click. <laughs>